This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Hey everyone, welcome. We're coming to you live from London, from the Big Data London event. It is late over here, and y'all that are just coming from our Data.World Summit, we're so excited to have you. And for those that aren't coming from the summit, go check out the summit recording, but also check out Catalog and Cocktails. We love having you. We're the honest, no BS, non-salesy conversation about enterprise data management. And today we're doing our takeaways from the conference. So I'm Tim Gasper, VP of Product, Product Guy, Data Nerd at Data.World, joined by Juan Cicada. Hey, I'm Juan Cicada, Principal Science at data.world and together with tim we are here we've been here in london for the last couple of days we did catalog cocktails live yesterday and we're like we love this so much and i can't believe that data will let us do this and we're so happy and we're doing it again and today we're taking our takeaways doing our takeaways but we have two special guests two special guests we have emily pick and we have Hello. sanjeev mohan today how are y'all doing very good you know it's what like, yeah morning in uh, us so it's only 11 o'clock here in london so, only 11 o'clock. yeah and we only came here a few days ago so we still are jet lagged so we still are at the u.s time i don't know well, good fun. as the showrunner for data.world at this event i can say that i have a very different energy level at this point in the day so sanjeev yeah uh, i'm very happy that you have the energy to keep going i just ran into sanjeev in the hall and he was coming back from a run while we were coming back from drinks so it's like <laughs> This is right. <laughs> but Emily has no reason to complain because tomorrow she'll be in the Alps in Moritz. In Moritz. Oh. Uh, in Chamonix. In Chamonix. So okay. headed okay. off to France in the morning. And all right. You're getting everybody jealous about this stuff. Listen, but I, 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 all right. But let's get everybody jealous for what they've missed at Big Data London yeah. because this generally was a phenomenal event. I mean, so many reasons. We're going to go through them each or individual reasons. But I think, first of all, it was so exciting to get people back together. Yes. I mean, we've been seeing this together. We did it at Snowflake. We saw it at, at Gartner and just doing this together. And I met so many people. It was so, so awesome. So we are so happy that we did our 100th episode yesterday. We're so happy that we just did the Data.World Summit. And we're here together at Big Data London. Let's start with our takeaways from Big Data London. Emily, kick us off. Take us away with your takeaways. All right. Takeaway number one. Uh, for those of you who follow Juan on LinkedIn, uh, you might have been aware after we went to the Gartner uh, Data and Analytics Summit that he did a little thing where he went around and cataloged essentially all of the taglines on all of the booths. And he kind of pointed out that it's a little bit of word salad and that there is a little bit of confusion in the space and that people don't necessarily know what differentiates any one competitor for another. And then also not even competitors, but just who the providers are, what the value is, why, what's the overlap between platforms. So uh, that did not get clarified at this show. I think there were 149 uh, different vendors there. And Juan, uh, once again, went around and cataloged all of it there, but we had quite a few people who came up and were like, what's the difference between a catalog and a data quality solution? What's the difference between a time series database and a relational database? Like there were a lot, there was a lot of confusion, especially this was heavily attended by students. And so they were trying to get their bearings for what's going on in the market and what's really interesting. It's kind of a them. harsh entrance into things. Huh? It is. It's uh. So I think there's some things as a marketer in the industry that we can take away from that, which is how do we really clarify what our position is, the value that we delivered, how are we doing it simply? And that's probably the biggest one. How do we simplify our messaging so that people really understand what it is that we do? Uh, takeaway number two. So uh, Juan and Tim did a little session yesterday called the Data Product ABCs. Uh, line wrapped uh, outside around the conference hall, uh, down a couple lines. Uh, I did a little time series capture of it because it was cute and I thought it was funny uh, and because I'm proud of my, my catalog and cocktail boys, uh, but people were so pumped to be there. Data products, such a hot topic and they continue to be so, I mean, we've seen it so many times. How many times have you heard about data mesh? Whether you love it or you hate it, like it is, one of the primary topics but treating data as a product that's such a key element to making data usable by a more a wider swath of people in the enterprise and so that actually takes me to takeaway number three so one of the things that came up a few different times while we've been at the show uh is that there are a lot of data analysts data scientists data engineers out there who are creating these data resources for people and they're not getting adoption and they're not getting used and people don't understand like 
what are they supposed to do with that? And that was something that came up actually during Juan and Tim's session. And one of the things that we started talking about as a group internally at data.world, taking it from treating data as a product to how do you add a little bit of marketing to your, like how you promote data within the enterprise. So a big thing there, um, I'm trying to remember who it was, but you had a guest recently and they talked about really building empathy and how empathy is the number one thing you can do to get adoption of your different data resources. And realistically, that's what we do in marketing every day. Like as often as I hear people say, oh, marketing, I hate it. All I get is targeted with ads and emails and it's terrible. Like <laughs> we're at Big Data London because of marketing, because they marketed to us. People came to our booth because of marketing. Our customers came to us because of marketing. Marketing is creating empathy within the space. So really, I think taking some lessons and we're going to be it's a little tease because there's a project that Juan and Tim and my boss, Taizy, are all working on together with me. Uh, be on the lookout for some new resources along the way about how you can take some marketing best practices and apply them to how you promote data within the enterprise. No, I think th th this is a topic that we're starting to go see little by little. And I'm going to I'm going to place a little bet here that data marketing is going to be something that we need to it's going to start a conversation because if we people are like oh there's all this data out there i can't there's so much stuff i'm like oh my blake i have i have all this data well i need to go start promoting it it means you start marketing it and that's part of treating data as a product so i'm going to take a little bit of a vision here and saying data marketing is something that we want to be pushed and it's going to be a thing next year with that sanjeev yeah. honest no bs what do you think about this and what so, are your honest no bs takeaways I live and breathe data. You know that. Like every day, everything I do is data analytic. And even I find myself tripping over data. There is just data marketing. Okay, I think we need to take a step back. Oh. <laughs> I came I came to London on Tuesday and I did a webinar on data observability. Mm. Yesterday, Wednesday, I published a paper on data products. Today for your data.world uh, fall summit, I presented on data ops. Mm -hmm. So data tech logs, data observability, data products, data ops, it's just getting too much. Like, you know, we need to clarify. And uh, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, it's all about how do you differentiate between that? How do you differentiate between data management and data ops? And, you know, we are kind of experts, like there are no experts, we are learning, but we at least spend our life looking at these things. And yet it takes so long. And we haven't even touched upon what was a, a big theme at Gartner, data mesh versus data fabric. In London, big data London, there was hardly any mention of, of data fabric. I, I think I heard it data mesh. once. I Maybe once. I don't, okay. I don't think I heard it at any I heard it once. It's like every, every session had to have an obligatory mention of data mesh and data products. Mm -hmm. That's how hot these two topics are. And data ops. Yes. Tim, you take us away. What are your takeaways? So first of all, I'll double down on data mesh, data ops, data products. That was coming up nonstop. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I can remember one talk that I saw that didn't mention either data mesh or data products. Hmm. That's a little bit of how maybe a little overhyped that we're yeah. getting here, right? We're a little overemphasis here, getting too excited about it. I will say that I am very excited about data marketing because I, I think that is something where, you know, we talk about like data lifecycle and like when should a data product sort of live or die, right? When, when is it actually doing what it's meant to do versus when is it not? Sometimes we let these data products live for too long and they need to go away, but sometimes we just didn't do enough actual marketing and support and enablement around them to actually be successful. So I think that's an interesting takeaway here around sort of data mesh and what's actually practically applicable from all of the things that we saw today. I think the two other things I'll mention is, first of all, there were lots of vendors. I think there's just a lot of vendors, uh, a lot of catalog companies, a lot of observability companies, a lot of uh, data infrastructure companies, database companies. There's so much out there. There's a lot. There's a lot of noise. And I'm excited for that analysis one that you're going to do of all the taglines and things like that. That's going to help us navigate some of that. The last thing that I'll mention that I feel like was kind of a takeaway here I felt that there was a lot of like, so like when you think about who's the audience, like who are we kind of targeting? I feel like there was a lot of language that was being used and, and taglines and value props 
aimed at sort of like the data engineer persona, like the person who's building the pipelines, the person who's kind of like trying to take the data, wire it from, you know, the source systems into the databases and start to do some modeling on top of that. Um, I, I didn't see as much as I was expecting sort of data scientist oriented yeah, kind of value very, very props, not as much of the data analyst and BI analyst type value props, a lot of engineering speak. So I, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's like, hey, we're in the age of the data engineer right now, or if that just happens to be the nature of kind of the vendors and the talks that happened. But that was definitely something that I thought the pendulum kind of swung in that direction. Which is the wrong direction. Mm. Give us a hot take on that. I was yeah. going to say, give me yeah. your non-BS. No, mm. I, we have been oh, no. focused on data engineers mm. for far too long. Data producers, ELT, ETL. And if you look at data mesh, data products, the focus needs to be on data consumers, mm. not on data engineers. I think we've done enough of that. We need to, like, the whole thing about, you know, socio-technical, what is that? That is, you like that topic, right? So that's a data consumer, the people side of things. And we keep going back to technology. Does the emperor have no clothes? Right. I mean, they're all talking about, we're yeah. doing all this data yeah. stuff, yeah. and then suddenly yeah. we're satisfying the people who actually are yeah. not providing, who are disconnected from the business. And I think this this is, for me, like, one of the main worries. I always start with kind of... Like, a worry I have mm. is that we continue to see the lack of business, the lack of business connection, lack of business value. What what you were seeing, Emily, is like you walk through everywhere and like we get all this technology and stuff, but how does how do people understand what is a differentiator? What is the what what is the value that everybody's providing here? Right? I just put yourself in your shoes of I work at an organization who has a who, who has problems about I need to organize my data and all that stuff, and you just see 150 vendors that their taglines are kind of very similar how do you navigate that space i think that, that that's one of the stuff that i'm that that, that, that that continues to be a trend which by the way is not something from today it's something that's always been there right, right. and and i and we're having a lot of conversation a lot of what i'm calling with all the with all due respect the the old timers and it was uh the same thing over and over again and they're like somebody told me you know what this was actually not Big Data London. This was the Data Mesh Tech Conference, which is kind of ironic because wait, Data Mesh is about social tech. That, that is technical. true. That the phrase Big Data did not actually come up very yeah, often. Actually, Fast Data came up more than Big Data. <laughs> actually, I'm surprised the conference is still called Big Data. Mm. I mean, we retired Big Data as a term long time ago. That's, it just yeah. goes back to the Hadoop days and all, you know. Oh, that gives me shivers and all that. <laughs> But again, you see this, and then people are like the old timers are saying, "Hey, just give it a, good na a new name for the same thing, right?" So, so th th I think that's something that uh, is kind of like what comes around goes around. Now, data mesh, the value of data mesh. I think there's two things. One, and what we've seen, or what we said it before, is the data product conversation, mm -hmm. bringing that product thinking. And what we're excited about part of part of the product thinking is we need to promote this, and that thing with that marketing part comes in. I think number one. Mm -hmm. And I think number two around this, which gives me a lot of optimism, is that I having conversations with folks is let's embrace the complexity. So there were definitely a handful of what's called traditional vendors you would see that there's like, oh, single version of the truth, and we're going to do that. But if you would go in the hallway conversations, like, no, yeah, there's different versions. There's complexity. We need to embrace it. Need to be figure out how to be decentralized. It's okay. Let's go understand what works and what doesn't work. So I think that's a shift that needs to occur, and that it is happening around that stuff. So as as I did in, in the Gartner, I wrote this post on LinkedIn, and I uh, let me go show this over here. Here is my list of all the taglines that I wrote down. So for I, those that are listening, listening, right he's got his iPhone and he's showing all the taglines he collected. I collect all the taglines, and I think there's actually 149. I wrote down 136, so I missed some. Um, and let me just go, I'm going to go just say the top 20 words here, data, analytics, platform, modern, cloud, business, build, AI, database, end, time, observability, power, real, stack, one, scale, faster, governance, data ops. Kind of sounds already like some weird company, but anyway. All right. Make you a tagline out of that. In like oh, for sure, for sure. For sure. But I'm going to say something that is interesting. If I actually kind of... Uh, compare it to Gartner, I need to look at the analysis, is that observability and data ops, those two things were actually very 
were dominant in this conference, which actually did not show up as much as I believe in Gartner. Uh, that's a very interesting observation. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that, but I'm like, okay, there's a lot of focus on observability and data ops. Another interesting observation is that the word business was actually number six on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder, is is that because people say, oh, we just need to use the word business to make us sound a little bit more business or like they're actually doing something technical, blah, blah, blah for the business kind of thing. Uh, there are many of those. On your list, where is privacy? It's not in the top 20. Can you imagine that? Some years ago, GDPR was all the rage and data privacy was probably everything huge. was security, protect, yeah. privacy. And yeah. there was hardly any data privacy this year. That's true. And then back to the point that you said, Tim, about, hey, you're seeing kind of more data engineers. The word build was number seven, mm-hmm. top seven. So I feel that I we are. That, that even broke into the top 20 of Gartner. No, it didn't. So I think that's some that's an interesting kind of observation that we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing more about the data products and the vendors to go create and help build these data products. But at the end of the day, I always say, like, it's time to go zoom out and look at the principles. Let's forget about the technology. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that we still have those four main principles. It's kind of data, infra, data integration, moving data. Mm-hmm. Second, storing, storage and compute of data. Third, just doing something with the data, dashboards, reporting, analytics, ML. And fourth, it's the metadata. And if you look at all these different vendors, those 149 vendors, I believe, I truly genuinely believe that we can go put those in those four main buckets. Mm. So I think that's a way how we need to start seeing that such that when we go off and go into that landscape of all these vendors, we can try to be a little bit more objective. So what do you do? Do you integrate data? Do you store and compute data? Do you do something interesting with the data? Do you kind of govern right. and look at the what the data are? You the, are, you, together, are right? you the glue that b- b- puts it all together? Number one question at the booth: What do you do? Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's our takeaways. I I, I kind of feel that we're a bit negative, but I don't want to well, leave here, that negative like, note. Here's what I want to do. I want to I want to make a positive note here, and then I want to see if uh, if you all have some some final comments you want to add as well. So. My positive I want to put here is that I'm really excited. Like I'm trying to put a little bit of a silver lining on this, but like mm-hmm. I'm really excited that data mesh and data products are actually really at the forefront because of everything that we can get really, really excited about and buzzy about, I would rather it be about an approach and about a culture and about a yes. framework, not about a technology. And I feel like at least we're really obsessed with something that isn't a tech. Cause you think about the Hadoop craze that we had, right? Think about the AI craze, the yeah. deep learning craze, right? Like we are now talking about an approach and I would much rather be obsessed about that. And I think that's getting us in the right mind space because people process technology. Yeah. What are your takes on that? To me, the best part was networking. <laughs> yes. It was like, I, people are still excited to come back together, see each other face to face. And, uh, you know, even though we've had a few events this year, but uh, this being in Europe, you know, so we got to see a lot of people that we normally would not see, you know, so that was the highlight for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, my my highlight is kind of similar to Sanjeev's, I guess. I'm going to state it more as community. People were excited to be here. People were excited to learn about the different things that were going on in the space. Like, mm-hmm. obviously from the vendor side, like it's really great to have people come to your booths and want to learn about what you do and how you can help. But I mean, again, people were queued up. Like the length of the conference hall and the Olympia in London is massive to consider just how long people were waiting to get into these sessions and to learn and to really collaborate with their peers. Like that was really encouraging. And when we talk about these things, about putting people first, I think that we are on that right track and we do understand that. It's just a matter of how do we shift from that technology first thinking to that people first thinking. So to wrap up, I think the, the what we want to be kind of challenge everybody, everybody who's listening right now, Please be more, please be more critical when it comes to treating data, and please ask the why. Why are you so, why is somebody asking your data? Why are you actually doing that work? Do you know how that is going to provide value? And the moment we start really making those connections back to the end users, how the organization works, what are the business processes, you understand how we make money, save money in an organization, we are truly going to understand and have that place in this world where, oh. We're not doing the same thing over and over again. Actually, we have very, very tight connections. Yeah.
I think hopefully this is like the, the, the as you just said, Tim, having this conversations about more of the approaches, not the technology, is that really strong differentiating step that we have not seen in decades. And I think this is this game changer. And as much as we we can talk about all the, all the bullshit and all the stuff we hear about, about data mesh and all that stuff, we put that aside. It is about really understanding how data is going to help and connect with people. And I think this is that changing moment right now. And that's what I'm going to leave very excited about. Please be, let's be all critical about it. And let's understand how we're going to connect data and people together, which was the theme of our data.world summit. And I'm just super excited that we got this all together. And we're all here. We're data people, data and people all together yep. here in London. And with that, cheers. Cheers. Glad we could all come together. And thank you, everyone, that attended our summit. Thank you, everyone here in Big Data London. Next week, please tune in as well to Catalog and Cocktails. We are going to have Rupal Samaria. She's the head of data governance over at Penguin Random House UK. So we're so excited to have her talking with us. And we also wanted to say thank you and cheers. And thanks to all our listeners who came to our booth. We ran out of Catalog and Cocktails t-shirts. So if you start seeing people who have Honest No BS t-shirts, you know they're listeners to the podcast and you're missing out. Thank you. Cheers. This is Catalog and Cocktails. A special thanks to Data.World for supporting the show, Carly Berghoff for producing, John Loyans and Brian Jacob for the show music, and thank you to the entire Catalog and Cocktails fan base.